All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of Behind the Register. I'm really happy to have Maureen uh, of 2530 here. And we're going to talk about probably what everyone's been thinking of and everybody wakes up and thinks about is coffee um, and getting behind the scenes of the coffee business uh, through COVID and where we're at now. So, hey, Maureen, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I imagine you're just at home right now, right? I am. <laughs> but I, you, you've been busy, so I, I want to catch up on all those things. But let's go to the beginning and give our listeners just a little bit of history. Um, you know, were you always in the coffee biz or how did you get into it? Well, um, no, I wasn't always in the coffee biz, but I had a restaurant back in Phoenix, Arizona, and a gentleman came to see me about having my own signature blend of coffee. So I went to his warehouse where he had all these beans and we put a few beans together and we came up with a signature coffee for my uh, little restaurant and it absolutely hooked me. Now, I also was already hooked on coffee because I've just always loved it. We had a little cafe kind of thing in my hometown uh, and when I was in high school. And so I hate to say this, but I used to ditch school and go <laughs> hang out at the coffee shop. So, um, you know, that's where everything was really happening. People were talking, met a lot of interesting people. And of course, coffee is wonderful. So that's kind of where it all started. I joined the coffee association, which was in its first year at that time. And back in those days, the brokers would send you bags of coffee. So I would get coffee that was estate grown, organic, this, that, Brain Tree Alliance, you know, you name it. And so I got to experience just a multitude of different types of coffee. My freezer at home was nothing but bags of coffee. I didn't have food in it. That just propelled me into, you know, the coffee, Starbucks was just becoming a thing. And it was like, my dad, who was my partner in my restaurant, I asked him, I said, why don't we start a jazz coffee house? And so he was all for it. And we were going to sell the restaurant and open this other thing. Um, unfortunately, Starbucks being who Starbucks is, every time I picked a location, they would come in and take the location. Oh, wow. This And this is in Phoenix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the surrounding like Scottsdale and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been to Scottsdale. I, it's really lovely. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So when that didn't pan out, you know, we just, I think three to four times they came in and took our spot. Wow. And of course, you know, as a property owner, who are you going to go with a startup mom and pop or Starbucks? You know, <laughs> so that all happened about the same time that I got pregnant with my twins and um, shortly after that, a year after that, my husband got a job with the government out here. And so we relocated. And so that's wow. how I ended up out here. Okay. So that's how you ended up in Fredericksburg then. Yep. Right. And so how old is 2530? We opened in December of 07. Okay, great. Awesome. And so did you find that this in Fredericksburg was a better location than... Um, then, then Phoenix was Phoenix like more urban and that's why Scar Starbucks was going in. You know, we looked at the big concept and we looked at some big spaces um, way back when. And 
we just didn't feel it had the same uh, possibilities as what Phoenix had. My husband, who was a commuter, kept bugging me that there was no coffee available for him to get on the train with and a bunch of his friends. So the building that I'm in now came up for rent. And so we started making little inquiries and things like that. And one step just led to another and they were all green lights to, to go ahead and put this coffee shop in. So that's basically what we did. It took us about a year. So it took you a year of just making the inquiries and then to opening up. Right. Yeah. All was the construction that, and whatever. Was that because of build out? No. Um, I mean, I wasn't like super motiv motivated. It's not the right word, but I wasn't super, let's get this done really quick. You know, I'm sure time, but I mean, it takes time with the city and the permits and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it was, it just kind of took that long from the time that we said, let's, let's, you know, think about really doing this to the time we opened our doors. Got you, got you. So did that all pan out in terms of let's open this coffee shop and it will serve commuters? Did you like have the schedule in mind and, you know, um, did, did it work out like when you first opened or were you discovering like, oh, I gotta do something else because we, you know, it's a different population or. Right. Our original business plan was to close the, like we opened at 4.30 in the morning and to close at 10.30 in the morning, just to connect with the commuters. You know, I'd be there working and doing paperwork or whatever, and people keep coming to the door throughout <laughs> the day. And I would go and lock the door and fix them a latte and send them on their way, you know? And so I'm like, well, maybe we should extend our hours a bit. And then you know, shortly after that, and we did at one point we were open every day till 8 PM because the trains kept coming back and somebody always wanted something to go home with, but that's when the market crashed as well in 08. Yeah. 09. 08 right. Okay. And so at that point, of course, we are doing everything we can to get business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was our first economic, um, you know, you got to pivot, you got to do something. And so, I mean, we did all kinds of marketing things and what have you during that time period. And it eventually passed and we built a lot of loyal customers through that, so. And so when that happened, do you think like people were just like, okay, well, I'll cut out the coffee. Was that the first thing they cut out when that happened? Is that what you discovered? No, um, they did go from larges to maybe mediums or smalls. Uh -huh. We definitely saw that. Maybe they didn't get the muffin with the coffee as often, but um, no, everybody's got to have their coffee. But they were still going to work. They were still yep. commuting, yes. right? Those yes. that have that job. Yes. And maybe they had some, um, you know, furlough days or something, correct? Mm -hmm. I got you. Yeah, we went through a few of those. Yes. Uh, but luckily, like, you know, it's a little stable enough, right? Oh, um, sure. Yeah. I it carried you over. So, okay. So then there, there was like many years of this, right. And you finally, you got your rhythm. I'm, I'm sure. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so do commuters get anything at the end of the day when they're coming back or not? Are you open at the end of the day? Not any after the economy of 08, um, you know, people really did change their buying habits. So they maybe didn't do two lattes a day before we would have people lined out the door on the way home. And that just went to nothing. So, oh, wow. That's um, so interesting. Yeah. So um, we started closing, you know, a little earlier and earlier and earlier, and we're now close at four. So yeah, no, that definitely changed. 
And so, and also you're kind of like in the named Darby town of Fredericksburg, right? Do you love that name? I, I think it's kind of cute. I love Darby town. <laughs> Do you find that you're also more like a neighborhood spot because you're kind of like, kind of there and, and servicing that neighborhood too, right? Right. And we do, we have a civic association there in Derby town and the generally before COVID was quarterly that we would have our meetings. And so everybody um, would come to the coffee shop and we would have our meeting and we'd have guests and, you know, go over business and what have you. So that met my want and desire to be, you know, fully involved in community and everything. We definitely have the neighborhood. That's kind of cool because you're just kind of in that little nook of, of Fredericksburg, like in that corner area. So fast forward to, let's, so you mentioned COVID and I'm sure that changed a lot of behaviors <laughs> to put it lightly. Uh, so uh, tell us what happened. Like, did you close down? Did you, you know, obviously people weren't commuting to work. Give us a little bit of like what happened that time there. Um, we were very fortunate. We did not have to close down. We had installed a walk-up window oh, yeah. uh, for the commuters primarily prior to this. And so that became a really big thing for us to be able to offer people. We also have our own app so they can pre-order, prepay and just awesome. pick up. So we had already implemented quite a few things that made it a little bit easier for our transition through COVID. We did at a short period of time of reducing our hours, you know, just because everything was so chaotic and, and unsure of what was going on. The community, oh my gosh, the community supported us so much, you know, coming for their coffee and, and buying gift cards and awesome. doing things like that. But, you know, we really promoted the walk-up window, the, the order on the app, how, we'll have everything ready. And of course we were very strict on our, you know, sanitizing and, and making sure everything. We were very knock on wood, fortunate, we, none, of, none of the staff ever got COVID. You know, different people were exposed and they were given time off and different things, but not a, not a single employee got it. So was there a different proportion of your customers now? Did like uh, like um, commuters drop off and then you got more of the local? Is that how yes, it worked out? Absolutely. Commuting went away. I mean, everybody's working from home. Right. And uh, so we're starting to see that trickle back. There's a few more people going back to work now. So we are getting a few of those again. I don't, I seriously doubt it'll ever go back to the way it was. Like fully, fully. Right. Right. I mean, you got to figure 1,200 people got on that train every morning just at the Fredericksburg station. So, you know, they're all gone. <laughs> they're all home making their own. So we do do a bagged coffee. You know, we roast now. Right. And, I uh, thought I saw that in the back. So we could yeah. talk about that too. So were you like, thank God I implemented the window and this technology that you like were, did you have an inkling like this is the direction or you just thought like, these are good ideas that we should do? We just really wanted to service our customer and make their life as easy and pleasant as possible. And right. those were two ways that we could do it. So no, we had no inkling. <laughs> it was just by good fortune, I'm afraid. But it was, that was really smart. That was, so talking about 
the, the blending now. So you have experience because you've tasted a lot of coffee, right? And so now you have your coffee. Did you always have your own blend since you started or, or did, when you moved to Fredericksburg? No, we uh, had cut all ties back in Arizona right. uh, with any of that. And, but, you know, I did a lot of homework and found the best roasters at the time. And our original roaster was from Seattle. And we were with them for, I don't know, a year or two. We eventually um, connected with Counterculture Coffee out of Durham. And oh, cool. they were so cutting edge on their coffee that really nobody could compete with them. I mean, there's a few competitors, but, but they were really, really on top of their game. And so um, we used them for years, you know, until we started roasting. Okay, so now you have a roasting machine and you're roasting. So are you giving directions on like how you want the flavor to be? And then you, you have a roaster that kind of does it? Right. I, I bought the state-of-the-art roaster. It has zero emissions, you know, because I wanted to make sure that we were environmentally friendly. It's computerized like no tomorrow. Um, and so what we do is we uh, will roast a certain coffee several different ways, maybe three or four different ways. And then we will taste test them and decide which one brings out the best in the beans. So if we're looking for chocolatey notes, you know, okay, it's this recipe that we are going to go with. Now my machine is really good. So I can program that recipe and it duplicates it exactly. Wow. So the old days of old roasters where it was really the roaster the person the skill and the hand or just like the eye and the nose oh, and the, yeah mm -hmm. that's not required and I knew I knew I wouldn't have the ability to have that person and so that's why I went with the roaster that I did so that I could have that control and people wouldn't be getting one time this excellent right. cup of coffee and maybe not so excellent the next time right because who knows how long you can have a roaster or a different like exactly. but if you can standardize it with the machine then you know that the product will, will be very standard in that way. Oh, that's really cool. So when did you bring that on? Oh gosh, Ooh. it's been almost two years. Okay, so before COVID too. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yep. yep. So, so you never had to shut down, which is cool. Did you do any kind of like crazy pivots during COVID as well too? Or were you just doing like walk-up windows and you know um, that, or did you, were you then being like, oh, we got to sell coffee online or no? Um, well, we had already put coffee online and we definitely sold coffee online and still do. You know, we, we simplified our menu a bit so that we uh -huh. weren't carrying as much stuff. Beth, our baker, you know, would try and do special things to entice people and, and get them to come in. We did, well, we have a liquor license, so we can offer cocktails or beer or wine. And we did to-go cocktails. So, you know, it was kind of like wherever we could find a little spot that we could push, that's where we went. So with the liquors, how is it not that not popular for the commuters coming back? <laughs> It all happened at that same time. I would think they would get coffee in the morning and then liquor when they're coming back. I think they're more worried about um, driving. driving. And yeah. also, I mean, most of these people have families that they're going home for. And, right. you know, dinner's on the table and 
they just want to go home. They're tired. Yeah, from the day and and from the commute and things. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. So um, you opened a second location, right? Was that last year and was it during COVID? It was during COVID, December. Okay. Last December we opened, which was just craziness. You just didn't know what was going to happen, you know, how right. long it was going to last or whatever. But we are out at the Merchant Square um, shops just off Courthouse Road and Brock, um, where all the apartments, I don't know if you've been out there, but there's a whole slew of apartments and that's where they have the big 4th of July celebration for Spotsy. So how'd you decide that location? You know, we had looked at that location way, 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 way back and always thought that, you know, it was going to be a good location at some point. We got approached to look at it again and the demographics were finally there. And Mm -hmm. so we said, okay, let's do this. When you said, okay, was it COVID then or was it before that? It was. It was COVID then. Well, I guess it had just started. Like when you're starting the conversation. So let's say it was like March and then then you're like, okay, this would, were you like, this is a good time to expand because it's kind of like, there wasn't going on, you know, that much going on. So was it, you were like, well, this is something for us to do, put our kind of investment in. And then as we come out of COVID, you'll be okay. Yeah. Was that kind of the thought? It was, I was again, fortunate where I had some extra equipment. So I didn't have to pony up tons of, of money to put equipment uh-huh. in. Right. And of course my landlord was good. So it just seemed like the right time. I knew we would be coming out of this COVID soon. So I figured, you know, we'd get our feet wet and, and work through the little, it, I'm sure, you know, um, having a second store, boy, if you didn't have systems in place, you will soon because having, you know, two entities really complicates my accountant calls me and yells at me all the time. (laughs) It's a definitely an interesting learning chapter, I guess, you know, because when you do your first one, you're like, oh, this is great. And then when you start thinking about your second one, it really, it's going to really push you as a business owner. Uh, And then you're going to discover other things that you need to be aware of or how to manage two teams, what systems can commute to like translate into both locations or just how they're each separate, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, because it's a, a probably a, a different audience. You don't mm-hmm. have a commuter audience there, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's more kind of like local based as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know you always wanted a second location, or you knew after twenty five thirty you're like ready, like after the first one a few years? Yeah, we we've looked at locations over the years. Nothing ever really panned out the way we wanted it to, so we never went ahead with it. But you know, yes, I always wanted a second location. That's cool. And the build out, was it easy? Was it hard during COVID? Like, was it hard to get workers or like the supply chains? Um, yeah, we, we definitely, I mean, equipment took longer to get and I was fortunate the construction was done by the landlord's um, construction team. So, but of course there were delays, you know, with that as well. It's hard to find a contractor these days. It's really hard. So you opened that in December, correct? Yes, late December. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like at that point, did you feel like people were a little bit more used to COVID and that it was okay opening? How did you feel opening at that time? 
Yeah, um, I think people were a little bit calmer about the whole situation. And of course, we did the masks and the distancing and all that sort of stuff. We also put a walk-up window in this location. So anybody who didn't want to come in could still be serviced. So we got a great response. Um, you know, when we put feelers out, you know, do you want a coffee shop out here, et cetera? You know, we just had a tremendous response. And so that was all great. You know, it was like, move ahead. So... Did it help that it was December and it was like the holidays and... No. <laughs> Thanks for watching or listening to our podcast. Love Fredericksburg, support local, and visit our spa at skintouchtherapyspa.com. Is there a busy time for, for your industry? It's a little bit seasonal, but pretty consistent overall. Our best seasons are really from now till late summer. Okay. The colder it is, the less people go out. You know, maybe when the kids go back to school kind of thing is not a right. busy time for us. But, you know, we offer ice drinks and frozen, you know, hot. So we kind of cover all the seasons. Do you also offer food and liquor there too? We don't do liquor yet. Waiting to see if the demand is there with the apartments and what have you. Definitely a, an option that we'll, we'll pay attention to in the future. But yeah, we, Beth bakes for both stores and we always have goodies in the, in the case. So your first location is kind of like your like HQ where then the baking and the, the, the beans are being roasted and then you distribute to your second location. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's great. And are you finding that like, do, does your staff go to both locations or are they just liking one? Some, some definitely go to both. Some are college students and don't have cars. So they're always downtown. Manager at the Spotsy location. I have a manager at the downtown location. And how often do you up back and forth? Uh, pretty often. <laughs> In the same day or do you kind of split days? Oh, no. I mean, it, it's pretty regular because we're always, you know, stocking up the pastries, you know, because everything's fresh. Right. And so that's like a regular thing, getting bags of coffee, so it, it's pretty much a, a daily kind of thing. I was hoping that it wouldn't be, but I'm working on systems, but so far not, not that one. So you're like the, the, the mule that like brings everything back and forth. Sometimes, yes. I try to split my days between Culpeper and Fredericksburg and, and just keep it a day so I could just work here. And then, I, but I am the one that carries things back and forth in case inventory and things, yeah. but our stuff isn't fresh baked goods. It's just skincare. So it's but okay. you have a longer way to go. Mine is, you know, 15 minutes. So I do, I do. It's funny. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. The distance makes a, a difference, you know, because now I, I have two individual staff, some some commute, but not a lot are willing to, you know, right. so I'm the one that really commutes there too. Yeah. Do you think you'll have more locations or did you just, it's too good? Is it too early, too soon to ask? <laughs> well, you know, we're always open-minded to the prospects of the future, but we are going, our beans are going in uh, the Fredericksburg co-op this oh, week. Oh, cool. So we're super excited about that. Yeah, that's really, I, I've been seeing like pictures and I think that's really interesting. I think the community is really going to be excited for that yeah. to come in. I know I am. And then so what about your online business, like online sales? Did that increase? Are you going to move a lot forward with that? We are going to move forward with that. It's not something that we like put a lot of marketing into. So 
I think we will in the future. I have no idea, honestly. I haven't spent a ton of time researching online, online market. It's definitely on my to-do list to look, look at that better. Uh, but I know it's popular for a lot of people just to order their beans delivered. So it's just definitely something that we'll pursue. In terms of like your restaurant background, are you like, I love focusing on just coffee and coffee culture and not a restaurant? Definitely, definitely. I loved my time having my restaurant. I had a catering company before that. I like food, but it's not my thing. Coffee is my thing. And so I look forward all the time to learning more things. I do a lot of nowadays online courses on roasting perfection and, you know, it's, it's very deep, believe it or not. I mean, the more you learn the world of it, right? The more you learn, the more you find out you don't know much. (laughs) Well, that's with everything I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you become just like kind of that expert, which I, I love because when you go, you know, to anyone that's been in in their field for so long. That's what you're really getting is this kind of, because you you know the range, you know, you know the history, you know where it's going uh, and you've seen and, and tried and you know, that you could then put out your best recommendation and best product too. Yeah. What are some kind of coffee trends that you see coming up? You know, we started with a spring, new spring drinks and sensor over at the Spotsy location is very cutting edge. And so we introduced a butterfly tea uh, coffee latte. You can also mix it with lemonade or tonic. They are really yummy. Then of course, matcha has been around for a while, but we've introduced a couple of new matcha drinks. So those are, you know, kind of trendy out there in the coffee world. I guess those are the the big things for coffee. The industry is booming, so I'm sure there'll be more stuff, but um, the instant world, you know, the little K-cups right? and instant coffee is coming back in. So we're definitely going to pursue those in the future. Like trying to be in a K-cup or producing mm-hmm. your own K-cups? Yeah, we'll produce our, well, there there is a company that We'll We're ship great. our coffee to, they'll package it all. Uh, um, we won't package it in-house, but. And what about like making the instant? Is that just like, like freeze drying it? Like, yeah, there's a method behind it. And, and then it's put in little packages. Starbucks has had it out for a long time, but there's some other companies that are introducing it as well. And that's doing it more for smaller independent people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're traveling or, uh, you know, some people really like it. I, yeah. The quality has improved, you know, dra- dramatically. From your so, folders. <laughs> yeah. So getting getting a good cup of coffee in those two ways, it, it's not a bad way to go. It's, so do you find that when people taste your coffee, they like are like, this is it. I really love it. And they're loyal because of, you know, A, your expertise, but like where you're trying to go with it. Yes. Yes, I think so. We have 10 different coffees right now from all over the world. So there's something out there for everyone, whether you like chocolatey notes or nutty notes, or you like it really, I mean, there's coffees that are tea-like, there's coffees that taste like blueberry muffin. So there's, there's something out there that, that somebody's going to like. And so that's the fun part of coffee, I think. 
I think so too. I mean, I think there's just, it, you can have this range, you can cocktail it or like create new things with it, which is I think the fun part of it, you know, and gives that adventure and experience for those people that really love it. Yeah, we're looking to do some blends. We haven't done blends in the past other than our espresso and our cold brew. Uh-huh. Um, but we're looking to, you know, pair up some different coffees and see if we can get some really nice blends out of it. So I want to ask too, as, as COVID now, like numbers are going down, people are coming back out, people are getting vaccination. Do you feel like they're going to want that like coffee culture again, in terms of like sitting at a coffee shop with their friends? And do you see that coming back or is it still a little early? No, we're definitely seeing it. We have small groups that are coming in and sitting and hanging for a little bit. I can't wait to put our outside furniture back out so that people can enjoy that. I think people are starved for community. We're looking to do, you know, some little events um, that we can bring people together again. Um, yeah, I think I think people are just starving for it. I think so too. I mean, because it's, some of it is you see a smaller group if you had like a pod of people, right? But I'm sure there's this whole, um, you know, other tier that you would connect with, but you, you know, because of COVID you had to just shrink that all down. And now I think like if you're, when you're more comfortable and when everyone, you know, has that comfort level again, they're gonna kind of really want to reconnect almost like I haven't seen you in a whole year and a half, you know? And coffee is that kind of way to bring that together where it's like, let's sit down, let's have coffee, here's a place, let's be outside. And we have a community table that's, you know, just larger, more people can sit at together. And we'll see people, one or two people sit at that table and then somebody will join them and they'll start a conversation and then somebody else will join them. And that's the best, you know, when we know that people are comfortable and you know, able to meet new people and communicate and stuff. So, right. Yes. So are you finding that kind of traffic is picking up a little bit more or I've seen it the last month. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And it's, is it because of the weather too, or just because people are getting vaccinated and, or well, I think majority is the vaccine vaccine and um, the numbers going down and what have you. Um, but of course the weather always helps. So <laughs> Um, and do you feel like with your second location, you kind of timed it out, like open December and then kind of get your systems. But like by the time things warm up, you're like kind of jogging we're along. We're ready to roll. Yep, definitely. We have systems in place, you know, to get drinks out quickly. And it's a, a bigger space. There's more seating. And we plan to do a lot of events out there different kinds, everything from wine tasting to, we might even do bingo night. Nice. And yeah. Out there. So yeah, whatever it takes to get people together. I think it's interesting because, you know, for, I, you know, as me, as a business owner, you know, when COVID was happening, you're just like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. And we're not, we're going to take away, we're going to take away. And then, and now it's like, there's little bit of hope that in the next couple of months, it's like, okay, well, we could do this and kind of bring back the feel and like why we got into things and give back that experience for people. And like, uh, you know, obviously we thank our loyal people that came to us, but now it's like, okay, well we could fold in this and, you know, you're probably excited to do that. 
Oh, we, we really are. And, you know, there, there was a little time there that I wasn't sure how to go back to that, you know, not that it couldn't go back. I just didn't know how to get there. So I think we've, you know, talked it out and worked it out and stuff. And I think people are accepting of those ideas again. So. Right. Yeah. Cause you, you just don't know how foreign or just where people are at. So it's kind of, and, and as a business person, you're always just planning months ahead, right? So it's hard to gauge right now what someone may want, you know, in, in a few months, just because you, you just have to get the temperature reading of like where people are at, you know, but you don't want to, you know, not plan because you don't want to rush at the end if, if things open up or if they don't, you know. Right. It's such a hard place to be. I mean, all these restaurants that have put out the outside seating and the um, fire pits and the, and the tents and everything, uh, you know, that has been amazing to me that, you know, it, with a lesser revenue stream and here they're putting all this stuff out, you know, God bless them. I know. Well, it's, it, I mean, it was just so hard. I think every business owner last year was rethinking every system, every protocol, and you were doing so much more work for less revenue, but it was just to stay open, just yeah. to have some momentum and, you know, hopefully it carried them over. Mm -hmm. Yep. But yeah, it was, it was not easy, you know, and I think everything had to be rethought. And even, you know, if you didn't close and you were operating, you know, steadily, but you still had to think, okay, are we going to do this? Are we going to close? Are we, you know, so there's always that kind of rethinking. And then in two months, you had to redo it all again. You had oh, yeah. to rethink. Something new came up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be like, okay, am I going the right direction? Is this where I, you know, so it was just like a, a lot, I think. That, and that's what I've been finding talking to people and stuff. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I think, you, you know, you seem, you seem at a great place. What are you looking forward to besides like events this year too? Are you planning more new things? Are you going to ride out this year a little bit? We definitely are planning lots of events and ways to get people together. I think we really just want to get a feel for that again and and you know get back on solid footing we'll definitely pursue our bagged coffee and that sort of thing sales as far as you know directions of business but honestly we just we just want to make coffee so <laughs> i know some of it is like we just want to do what we came in to do and like um you know and i'm sure people are like we we want coffee <laughs> we yeah. want to back for coffee. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I love this conversation. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Could you just give the listeners your, the address of both locations and then your website and then what social media they could follow you on? Sure. So the, the main location is 400 Princess Anne, just under the railroad. You can't miss it. It's a bright turquoise building. And then Spotsy is 7501 Graham Street. Suite 120. And you can't miss that if you find the pavilion. We're right there in front of the pavilion. And the website is 2530espresso.com. We are on Instagram, Facebook. I guess those are the main ones. And, <laughs> and, and, and the web. Um, you can always find us under 2530. I think Instagram is underscore espresso. Um, we're very active social media wise. Always. I know. I love following you guys. Oh, thanks. Do you have someone doing it or do you do some of it? 
the manager at Spotsy, who is my daughter. But right. yeah, she's doing a fantastic job. That's good because it's just a lot. You don't really want to be doing it. And believe it or not, they don't want me doing it. So. Is she going to want to do TikTok eventually? Are you going to be like... She has done a couple TikToks. That and is awesome. So, yeah. And you talked about the app. So do they download the app on the app store? Yes. Whatever type of phone you have. And um, that's 2530 Espresso. You load your card information on it. And then it's very quick and easy to order. And it comes through a tablet at the store. And we get it ready for you right away. That's awesome. I love, I love, uh, you know, kind of circling back. I love that, you know, there's these, a, a lot of things that were just like kind of Starbucks-esque, like these technologies might've been only reserved for that. But now as an independent, you know, small business, you can do those. You can do the same thing as what Starbucks is doing. You can do the K-cups, you can do the free, the dried, um, which is so awesome because it just really levels that playing field. It really does. And um, we're looking, I haven't found it yet, but to do a loyalty, we have loyalty cards. If you come in, we definitely use a loyalty card, but I would love to have one that's electronic, you know, like digital and offer, you know, cool things like maybe a new Chemex to brew at home or, you know, t-shirts or whatever, not a free cup of coffee. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. That's awesome. Um, and how did you get the name 2530? 25 degrees north, 30 degrees south is a growing region of coffee around the world. It's what's uh-huh. called the coffee belt. So just that middle portion of the earth. Coffee really doesn't go grow above or below that. Oh, that is so cool. I love, I, I just never knew. So that's, I love that. Well, that is a perfect way to end this. I love this. Um, thanks for talking with me. And, you know, we've been buddies all around, but we've never really connected and sat down like this. So I love that. Well, we'll definitely have to do it again, maybe over coffee. Yes. <laughs> and we both love community and to, um, you know, gather everyone. So, all right. Well, thank you. So we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Register. I'm your host, Brian Lamb. And this episode was produced by Haley Harkins. Special thanks to Fredericksburg, Virginia Main Street for hosting our episode. If you like what you've heard, support us, share, comment, and like us. We'll catch you next time on Behind the Register.